miracles. Thank you, guys. God bless you. Hey, good to see you. You ready? A couple of things before I get started uh, this morning and sharing uh, the message that I have in my heart with you. Uh, first of all, 21 days of prayer. We're going to be kicking it off. First three Saturdays in uh, January, uh, we're going to gather corporately, but individually, I just want to challenge you between the 3rd and the 23rd, take time aside and pray and seek God for what God wants to do in us, through us, in our church, no doubt in our world. We're going to, t- we're going to take three different Saturdays and we're going to focus on three different things on those Saturdays. Uh, we're going to have a worship and prayer service where we're going to come together one Saturday. Another Saturday, we're going to, and we're going to focus in on, on what God wants to do in our church. Another, another Saturday, we're going to take and we're going to have a prayer walk around the loop. And so that's just going to be, it's going to be broken down into one mile increments. So it can be done within 20 minutes or 15 minutes, depending on how fast you walk and pray. And we'll have, we'll have some leaders that will be on that. So it's not like the whole walk. Some of you are thinking, I'm not going, there's no way. So, so we, we got to do this last year and, or this year, we're still in this year. We got to do it earlier this year with some other churches and, and it went by so fast. It's like, oh, my, my mile's already up. And, and so uh, we pray and then we're going to come back here. And well, during that prayer time, I want us to pray for our community. And then uh, during that time, we're going to pray uh, for our community on that prayer walk. We're going to come back and we're going to do a, uh, a, some worship and, and just love on God and share maybe some things that are in our heart that uh, God showed us during our prayer time, okay? So that's going to be one of the Saturdays. And the last Saturday, which it will be the, the, the 23rd, uh, we're going to end that day with breakfast, Break fast, breakfast, okay? And so we're going we're gonna to end that, that, that fast uh, with a, a breakfast service or breakfast uh, prayer service, and then we're going to come back together, and, and we're going we're gonna to do that on that, time, on that day. So it's going to be awesome, and it's going to be good. And so there's, during this whole time, we're just, we're just, we're not, you know, God's already doing things. We're just trying to align ourselves up with him. Uh, it's, we're not changing God. We're just going to say, God, change us. Amen. Amen. And just work in us and what, however you want to work in us, work in our city, however you're, just let us, let us know what you're doing and, uh, and, and help us to align ourselves and get ready for that. Okay. You all with me? All right. So that's going to be coming up. Uh, and then we're going to be praying for some things that are going to be happening right away. Like Easter's early this year. And so we're going to be praying for some other things. Small groups are going to be kicking off. God's going to do a lot of different things this year. Uh, as I said earlier, I just believe that he, he's spoken and put it in my heart that the unexpected, that there's some unexpected things that are going to transpire and take place. And, and so I'm looking forward to that. And then, and then uh, not, only, not only that are we going to See, I, I just believe that God's going to prepare a lot of people's hearts and already preparing them for us to minister to them, minister life. And, and, and so I'm really excited about what God's about to do in us and through us as a church. And so it's, it's going to be amazing. I, I really do believe it. Amen? 
And so, uh, and then, and then today, I just, you know, what do you think about this morning when I got up to jog, or not when I got up, but when I jogged? It's seventy-three degrees outside. It's still warm, and and so, and so, what we're going to do today, and we're going to close today's service out with some ice cream. How's that? Yeah. In winter, it's supposed to be winter. We're going and so when we leave, we're going to have some ice cream for you, just in case I forget to announce it. Announce it. I'm going to announce it now. Okay. All right. Well, here we go. Miracles. I want to talk to you about faith for miracles. Faith for miracles. Uh, I've been using a text in this whole series out of Psalm 77, Psalm 77, verse 14. And I don't know uh, if you believe in miracles, uh, uh, if you believe that miracles still happen, or if you even believe that Jesus really did heal the sick, raise the dead, if you really did uh, do believe that Jesus really walked on water, uh, if you believe that uh, all those things that he did transpired or not, but uh, we're going to talk about faith for miracles. And, and notice here in Psalm 77, it says, You are the God of miracles and wonders. God's a God of miracles and wonders. And, and I just want to shout that out. He is the God of miracles and wonders. Amen. That he still wants to do miracles in our life. And, and, uh, and, and actually, when, as I looked up the word wonders, it actually means miracles. And so he wants to do double miracles in our life. Amen? Amen. And so it says that you demonstrate your awesome power. And, and God's not trying to hold his power back. I believe he's trying to release his power and cause his power to be manifested in and through our lives. And so I, I looked up the word miracle in different definitions. And, and here was one that uh, I thought was a good, good definition, a spiritual or supernatural manifestation of God's power that supersedes the natural laws of the universe. And I think that's a good definition, that it defines a miracle. But my definition, I like better, anytime God works on our behalf, that's a miracle. When God just, when it's God, when God's doing it, you know, when it's beyond us, then it's a miracle. And God wants to do some miraculous things, and it's going beyond the natural. Uh, you know, there's things that we can do in the natural. When I mean the natural, it's things that we can cause to happen. But when we know it's just God working in it and causing it and orchestrating it and making it happen in our lives, I, I, to me, that's a miracle. And God still wants to do miracles in and through our lives. And so I want to take you back to a story found in Romans chapter 4. Uh, it's an, actually, it's reflecting on a story of, of a man named Abraham. And there was a miraculous miracle that took place in, in his life. And I just want to, I want to just break that down and let's talk about faith for miracles because he had faith for miracles. And, uh, and, and as a result, God's still using him today. The Bible says if we're born again, if we've come into the, the kingdom of God, that we're of Abraham's seed. And so, and just the, the whole thought of that is, is just miraculous anyway. But let's look at Romans chapter 4, verse 18 through 21. Then I want to talk to you about faith for miracles. It says, who contrary to hope, in hope believed. In other words, there was no place for hope, but still in hope, he believed. <coughs> contrary to hope, he believed. And it goes on to say, so that he became the father of many nations. According to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. 
And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about 100 years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. In other words, she was barren. She couldn't bear children. And he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God and being fully convinced. How many of us are fully convinced that God wants to do what he says he wants to do in our lives? And being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. Also able to perform. Well, let me just start out talking about faith for miracles because Abraham experienced miracles. God throughout scripture uh, points out Abraham. He, he, he uh, spotlights on Abraham's life. And this is what's taking place here in Romans chapter 4. And, and saying, hey, we need to learn from this. There's things here that Abraham uh, lived out. And, and as a result, he had the results in his life. And one of the first things that, that causes faith for miracles is, number one, we need to hear from God. Now, I know that you say that, I understand that, I know that, but man, how many of us really have that in our heart that we've got to hear from God? We've got to hear, we've got to hear, we've got to hear from God. And really, during this 21 days of prayer and fasting, it's, it's God, we want to hear from you. We want to we hear what it is that you're saying to us for such a time as this, in this season that we're in, in our life, in our church, in our community, in our world. What is it that you're saying? I need to hear. I need to hear. I need to hear what you have to say. Uh, the Bible says, according to what was spoken... According to what was spoken, that's, that's how that miracle took place. It took place by faith. Well, we know the scripture in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, but I want to give it to you anyway. It says, then faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of God. Amen. Now, notice here that it doesn't say faith comes by having heard. It says faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. We need to constantly hear the word of God in order for us to have the faith to produce miracles in our life. We have to hear God's word. It's not what you have heard. It's the, continue, the continual hearing of God's word in your life. But why? Because there's going to be all kinds of opposition. In, in Abraham's case, he was 100 years old. And God's saying that you're going to be a, you're going to be a father of many nations. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna have an impact that's going to not only impact your generation, but it's going to impact generations to come. And not only is it going to do that, it's going to, there's going to be such a blessing on your life that that blessing is going to, it's going to carry on for generations through generations through generations, even into the day that we live. Right. That God's blessing, the blessing of Abraham would be upon us because of the promise of God. But here he is, a hundred years old. Think of it. A hundred years old thinking about having children. Her being 90 years old, been barren all of her life. She was really frowned on in those days whenever you couldn't bear children. And she was looked at as being someone that was less than a woman. And yet God says, you guys are going to be parents to many. And when God spoke this to Abraham, he even renamed him Abraham. His name was Abram. 
And then he renamed him Abraham. And the word Abraham actually means father of many or father of many nations. And I believe that was purpose, purposeful. And the reason is, is because faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of God. That he needed to constantly hear, Abraham, you are a father of many. So when Sarah said, Abraham, you know what he heard? Father of many. Hey, father of many, come here. I need you to come and do the dishes. (laughs) Father of many, I need you to throw out the trash. Father of many, come and help me move some furniture. But that's what, he was, that's what she was saying when she was calling him Abraham and anybody else that was calling him Abraham. It was faith being released into his life because faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of God. Because when I'm telling you, when you have con, con, uh, contradict, contradictory uh, circumstances, it's hard, it's tough to stay in faith. When your body is telling you, there's no way, you're 100 years old, you're an old man. And by the way, look at her, she's no spring chicken either. She's 90 years old. She probably isn't the haughty that she was when she was much er, uh, uh, younger. But nonetheless, he called her a father of many. Or he, God called him the father of many. And God renamed her. And renamed her to Sarah. And, and so her name, what is she? Mother, mother of many, right? And so here they are, parents, yet without children. And God's saying they're, they're, they're parents. And so faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of God. I remember when we, prior to us starting the church, uh, we were looking for a place to pioneer. God had placed it in my heart that I was going to pastor and I really didn't have it in my heart to go take over a church. Just never did. I've always had this pioneering spirit, just wanted to go and, and start. And, and so it's just kind of that thing in me. I never really even, cons- I considered it one time. There was a, a church that was looking for a pastor and, and, and kind of went, thought, man, you know, just didn't have it. And I wanted, I just wanted to start from the ground up. And man, I tell you, I didn't have a clue how to do it. When we came and we started the church here, we did everything that, uh, that church planners tell you not to do. And, 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 but I just didn't know any better. And, and there, were, there weren't any church planning organizations back then as there are today that are doing it, doing it successfully. And so, so anyway, you know, uh, we were looking everywhere. We went all over the country, it seems like. Went to Colorado, went to Kentucky, went to uh, New Mexico, Texas, just all different types of places. And uh, finally, we came to Tyler. I hadn't ever heard of Tyler. My wife had. She had been to Canton and heard of Tyler. And so we came over here, and, and my goodness, inside, I just had this mm, kind of a peace in me. Amen. It's like... Tyler, Texas, never even heard of the place. It is pretty. We went to Longview. Didn't have that. Not so pretty. If you're from Longview, no, no biggie. Hey, we're a church to East Texas, not just Tyler. But, uh, but we came and, and, uh, and we went back uh, to Tulsa. We we're living in Tulsa and part of a great church up there called Church on Move, mega church up there. And 
And we, uh, right after that, we went to a, a, a conference. And Pastor Tommy Barnett, I don't know if you've ever heard of him, he was preaching, preaching this dynamic message. <laughs> You know, just telling you what God does, he's going to do. That's much, it's always, if it's God, it's always going to be much bigger than you. And so, you know, we're just eating it up. And, and when he started to say that, my wife and I looked at each other because we had just, we have family in San Antonio and they've been trying to, they're still trying to get us over there. And, uh, and so, uh, so we thought about San Antonio and, and when we, uh, when we looked at, I mean, when he said that, we looked at each other and we said, you know, we thought in our minds, San Antonio. And then after service, I said, what do you think, hon? What do you think? And she said, San, San Antonio. And I, th- I thought, San Antonio. And so we thought, man, this is God, San Antonio. And, and just because you reason something doesn't mean that it's God. Again, we need to hear from God. And really, we didn't hear from God. That was what we concluded because San Antonio is so much bigger than Tyler. So many more people to reach. So, so you know, the, the need's probably greater for a church, especially in Tyler. There's a lot of churches here. And, and so we, we just, we just, San Antonio, San Antonio. So we started to, you know, we had been there several times because we have family there. And, but the more that we walked this out and prayed this out, the more that, oh, we were just uneasy inside of us. Scripture says, seek peace and pursue him. That's hearing from God. I already had the word of God, seek peace and pursue him. Well, there was no peace there. The only place in all the places that we had searched out and looked to, to Pioneer Church was Tyler, Texas. And so we said, you know what, let's come back to Tyler. And so we came back to Tyler and still had that, that sense of peace, but we drove around, looked around. And, you know, the Bible tells us that we're not to determine the will of God by what we see with our eyes. The Bible says that we're to walk by faith and not by sight. And the scripture that came to me is that eye has not seen, ear has not heard the things that he has prepared for those that love him, but by his spirit he reveals it to us. And so I was trying to look for God's will by what I see. Well, you know what? We were still in a dilemma. We're still wrestling inside. And, and so we came back to the, uh, the hotel. And, and uh, at, when we were there, as my son, my wife, and I, we just began to pray. And, and as we prayed, I felt like God gave me a, 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 uh, uh, a, a word. And I spoke out that word. And it was that uh, avoid confusion. Confusion's not of me. Pursue peace and, and, or seek peace and pursue it. And immediately when I said that, all three of us looked at each other and we knew that we knew that we knew that we heard from God. And it was Tyler, Texas. Amen. And that's how we landed up and ended up here at Tyler. It wasn't because we knew anybody. Now, granted, if I could go back and do it again, I would do things differently in starting it. But I just did the best that I knew. Uh, and we'll talk maybe a little bit more about that. But I, I, I continue to hear from God. And over the years, I've been reminded o- about that over and over. And I, I'm, te- I'm here to tell you that we are here to build a life-giving church. I'm here to tell you that we are here to make an impact that is far beyond our imagination. That God wants to do exceedingly abundantly above all that, that we could ask or think. Amen? And, and it's because we heard from God. And I believe that we're here not because of uh, just to, to make a little splash, but we're here to cause a tsunami. 
in the spirit, in the things of God, in a good way. Not a destructive way, but in a good way. And so we got to hear from God. Secondly, the second thing uh, that causes faith for miracles is we need to believe God. The Bible says, contrary to hope, he, in hope, believed. In hope, he believed. We have to believe. We have to believe what it is that God has spoken. It's one thing hearing. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Now, that's how it comes. We still have, to, we still have the choice whether to accept it or reject it. We can, have you ever had somebody tell you something and it was so unbelievable that you just didn't believe it? Yeah. You heard it, but it was just unbelievable. And so we've got, we've got to believe what it is that God is saying in order to have what it is that God wants us to have. Some of you have a, you have a tuffle, tuffle, you have a tough time, a tuffle time <laughs> believing that God wants to do anything great in your life, that he wants to work a miracle on your behalf, that he wants to do anything significant in your life. You have a tough time believing it. And that's why you need to get the word of God constantly feeding you so that you believe what it is that God says about you and about your circumstances and situations. You've got to believe. Unbelief is the most dangerous thing here on this earth. Unbelief is bigger than, and greater and, and more powerful than any giant that you'll face in life. There's a lot of people that face giants and giants, and it's like, how are we going to overcome these giants? Let me tell you something. The giant is no problem as long as you have faith. Because this is the faith that overcomes the world even or this is, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. When we have faith, we can overcome any giant. But when we have unbelief, I'm telling you, you you're, you're, unless you change that unbelief into belief, you're, you're a lost cause. You've got, to, you've got to get into a place of faith. Even our salvation is based on our belief. Uh, Bobby uh, quoted John 3.16 earlier. I don't remember if it was during our worship set or was it uh, during our uh, uh, rehearsal, but he, he quoted John 3.16, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that so whoever believes in him would be saved, right? Whoever believes... We've got to believe that God wants to save us, that God has a plan for us. And so we've, we've got to believe that. Unbelief is dangerous, it's dangerous, it's dangerous. But when we have belief, when we have faith, I'm going to tell you there's not anything impossible. Let me read a couple of scriptures to you. Mark chapter 9, verse 23. It says this, Jesus said to him, If you can believe, say it, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who doubts. Is that what it says? It says to him who believes. Can we believe? Can we believe that God wants to do something great? Can we believe that God wants to take our, our negative circumstances, our negative situations and turn them around for something good? Can we believe that God can raise the dead if he needs to raise the dead? I'm going to tell you there's some things that we have in our life that's dead that needs to be resurrected. Some of you, it may be your joy. You just walk around with, with a lack of joy in your life. And it needs resurrection life. God can raise it up. 
and cause you to be joyous again and enjoy life, enjoy your relationships, enjoy your job, enjoy where you're at in life. And he can do it literally. He can do it figuratively. God can do whatever needs to be done in our life if we believe. If we believe. We have to believe. And we're always going to be in situations where we're going to be facing some circumstances that are, are not favorable, where it's like, how can, I, how can I believe? How, you know, we just got to know. We got to know that we've heard from God. Remember prior to moving to uh, Oklahoma, lived in New Mexico as a, a single parent. And, and in order for me to move out of state, I had to have the consent of my ex-wife and uh, to be able to take my, my son out of a, I think it was a 30-mile radius or something that I couldn't move out without her consent. And she kept saying, no, 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 no. And, and I remember, I remember, I just knew. I knew that I had heard from God that I was supposed to go to Bible school. and knew where I was supposed to go. And that was in Oklahoma. And, uh, and thank God for that. I, I believe it was God's, or, uh, God's uh, ordained plan for me and for our family. Because eventually, not only did I go, but my son went. My son met my daughter-in-law that were both uh, in that same Bible school. And now I have them. I have our grandkids. Here we are serving God together. And we have Bobby and Vicky that are from there that heard from us and uh, heard about Rhema. And, they, and we just connected. And I'm telling you, just a, a lot of things that transpired. But she said, no, 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 no. And even in the face of her nose... Because I knew that I knew that God had spoke to me. I gave my one month's notice to my employer. I gave a one month's notice to uh, the place that I was living. I rented a U-Haul trailer. And I said, we're going. Now, I wasn't going to do it. I wasn't going to take him out illegally. I just believed God that God somehow was going to work it out. And she was adamant that she was not going to let us go. And I just told her, I said, well, if God has to move that Bible school here, then he's going to move it here. But I'm going to that Bible school because God spoke to me. And I just continued to walk it out, walk it out, walk it out. And last moment, she uh, drafted up some, she wanted her lawyer to draft up the, the, the agreement. And so she drafted it up. I read the agreement. There was, I took it to my lawyer. There was some things in that agreement that just didn't, wasn't agreeable. And so I took it back to her. I said, I'm not agreeing to this. Change that. And then we have an agreement and we'll go. And so she did. We did. Here we are today. Amen. 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 And let me tell you something. It was because I believed. I believed that I heard from God. I believed that I heard from God. And so we have to believe. Luke chapter uh, 1, verse 37, it says, For with God nothing will be impossible. Uh, how many of you ever heard of a man by the name of Smith Wigglesworth? Okay, if you haven't heard of Smith Wigglesworth, he was uh, used in a powerful way in, in healing ministry in the early 1900s to the mid-1900s, I believe. 
and uh, several documented people raised from the dead on in his ministry. Several, I think, it, I don't remember eight or something like that. Several documented that God used to raise raise them from the dead. Just amazing things. Lots of no doubt, tremendous other healings that took place through his ministry. He said this. He said he said this once. He says, "I'm not moved by what I feel. I'm not moved by why, but, but I'm not moved by what I see." I'm moved only but why excuse me I'm I'm moved only by what I believe I can't understand God by feelings I understand God by what God's word says about him he is everything the word says that he is And so he he he's moved by what he believes God to say not by why he sees not by what he felt but by what God said and we have to come to a point that we believe God, regardless of our circumstances. Too often we believe our circumstances over what God says. Our circumstances can be very convincing, can't they? I'm sure that Abraham, like, I'm an old man. Have children? I don't know. She's 90 years old. She's been barren all 90 years. How's this going to happen? Circumstances were... Con- uh, were contradictory, but he still believed. Against all hope, he believed in hope. Amen? Amen. Thirdly, not only do we need to hear from God, not only do we need to believe God, but we need to obey God. We need to obey God. He says, not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body. He didn't consider the circumstances. He wasn't considering those things. I think what keeps us from obeying God and and moving out into things that God has for us, once again, as I just stated a moment ago, is that we're considering our circumstances over what God has said in his word, over, over what he's spoken in our hearts. By the way, if God does speak to you in your heart, he'll never contradict his word. I hear people, well, God's leading me. This is God telling me this. And, but yet, some of their decision-making in the process is, is contradicting the Word of God. And I'm going to tell you that God's Spirit, God's leading, and His Spirit and His Word will never, they'll never contradict each other. So if God's leading you in something, then it's going to line up with God's Word. Is that, you understand? Or else you're not hearing from the Spirit of God, you're hearing from other, some other spirit. And so, but here's John chapter 2, verse 1 through 5. We, we, there's this story about where uh, a, a wedding that was taking place and they had run out of uh, wine. And, and many of you know that story. And they ran out of wine. And, and then uh, 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 the whole story is that Jesus turned water into wine. And, but I want you to see verse 5. Uh, it says in verse 5, his mother said to, his, to the servants, whatever he says to you, do it. Whatever Jesus says to you, do it. They would have never experienced water turning into wine had they not obeyed Jesus. Had they not obeyed what Jesus told them, they would have never ever experienced that in their life. What if, what if I would have not obeyed God? and move from Tyler, or from Hobbs, New Mexico, to uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. What if? What if I would have never moved because, because I just looked at the circumstances and thought, well, this is never going to happen? What if? 
And those other circumstances, I'm telling you, I, I'm just giving you a little small uh, uh, picture of what took place during that time, but I had to overcome a lot of different things in order to get to Tulsa and, and be there. But what if I wouldn't have followed through and, and pioneered and started the church here, even though we didn't have all the circumstances? When we started Church on the Move, we started with a boombox. We didn't have sound system. We started with a boombox. And back then, no CDs. Back then, cassette, cassettes. And so, and, and, and back then, we didn't even have a boombox of our own. We borrowed our son's. And he was our sound man back then. He he would come and he would press play, and then he would come up there and he would take this cassette out and put the other one in for the next song, and then press play if it was in different songs. It was it was it was that's what we started with. We just start, we didn't know any better. What if I would have said? What if I would have said? You know what? We don't have everything that it takes to start. I just believe that God wanted us to grow a life-giving church Amen. that reaches the lost, disciples the found, and equips the next generation. I just believe that there's still a church here that God's wanting to raise up that's going to do something that is so powerful that it's going to reach across this globe. I, I really do believe. And we are already doing that. Yeah. We're doing that. Now, I, we're doing it through our giving. We're doing that through uh, the ways that we influence people through our giving. There's an organization, one of the organizations that we support called ARC. And uh, it's a, a church planning organization. And I, I don't know if it's because, I ha- because we didn't have anybody to help us, but I have such a heart for church planners. And so we support this church planning organization that plants mainly churches in America. We, uh, we've planted something like 70-something or we're a part of planting something like 70-something churches last year here in, in, in America. We are part of another one in supporting uh, one overseas that where we started uh, approximately 400 churches overseas last year. But I want to just give you a, a little snapshot of what we've become a part of and, and what if we wouldn't have stepped out and heard from God and believed and obeyed God we wouldn't be able to be a part of this let me just quickly just run this video God bless you guys come on now we get to be a part of that we get to be a part of that not only are we doing that outside of our church walls but how many of you were able to be here last week at our church service wasn't that awesome I mean, our, our guys, our, our team just did such a fabulous, fabulous job at presenting the gospel. And, and we saw a number of people make decisions in here. And so we're getting to do that throughout the year where we're seeing people's lives being changed by the power of the gospel. By the power of the gospel. But what if? But what if I didn't obey? What if? Whose lives maybe wouldn't have been touched if, if I wouldn't obey God? What if you don't obey? Whose lives might not be touched? What if? Can I challenge you as you close this year that you would make a commitment for not only the year coming but the rest of your life to hear from God? Our 21 days of prayer is to hear from God.
We want to hear from him. Lord, we got to hear from you. We need to hear from you. Not only do we need to hear, but we need to believe what we hear. And then we need to, we need to obey so that we can see lives touched in a magnificent way. Amen? Let's pray.